Hi, I'm Mike Chen, author of Star Wars Brotherhood, and I legitimately really hate sand. You're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. This will be a day long remembered. Episode 227, Can We Beat Star Wars Book Trivia? Good question. On this episode, the science of naming your fantasy football team. Hello, what have we here? It's a Patreon roundtable. Thank the maker. And the Utini crew test their trivia knowledge with Star Wars novels. Apparently someone's not quite ready. And now, here are your hosts. Good to see you. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Wes Jenkins. There we go. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Living Force and Eugene Network podcast. Tonight, all about us versus the machine. That's right. It's trivia night. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson. And joining me tonight, just to have a little goofy fun, are two lovely, lovely gents, including the finally home again. Uh, it's Dr. Corey Helton. What's up, buddy? What's up? What's up? Hello, nerds. Welcome back. Welcome back to me as well. Been traveling again last couple weeks. Um, I've been, I was in new location this time, Nashville, actually, uh, new hospital working out out there. It was not bad. I did get trapped in Atlanta for like seven hours on the way out there. That was kind of <laughs> shitty. Um, Ugh. but I'm back now. I'm back now. I'm having beer. I can drink again. Yeah! Cause I try not to drink when I, <laughs> those types of jobs. Um, but, uh, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. And to continue the insanity tradition that I have of moving, uh, oh my God. Day after tomorrow, I'm moving to Charlotte, which is insane. Um, yeah, it's yeah. your last and show in this house. <laughs> it has been a crazy. It's been a crazy week. Like seriously, uh, is this the time? You want me to tell you about the week now? Or you want yeah, me to yeah, wait? go, go, no, Listen, go into that. This it is has been. West it has is been. Here too. You guys know yeah, him. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a crazy week. My dog Ray. Uh, a lot of you guys know I have two small poodles, Ray and Kylo. Ray slipped a disc in her back. It was a medical emergency. We had to drive her all the way to Charlotte. Uh, to get crazy imaging done, and she had to have an emergency neurosurgery on her spinal cord. Um, and long story short, she's doing great. She can still walk. She's got wobbly back legs, needs a ton of physical therapy. But holy shit, it scared the crap out of me and Caitlin. This was like the first real crisis that we faced as you know, as a couple with me you know, being several hundred miles away and traveling for work like this. And... Uh, Man, this was scary. It was scary. You guys were awesome, uh, and Eric, you and Wes both, and and Charles too. Charles saved us. Like he, Caitlin stayed with him for a couple of days. It was a really scary week, honestly, uh, with with all that stuff. And so it's just been wild. It's been wild. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad Ray's doing good. Um, she was very very happy to see me. I teared up a little when I got home. Not gonna lie. And uh, yeah. it was, uh, you know, it cost me a lot of money. And it's a little alarming, uh, honestly, how much I was just willing to drop without a second thought. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Man, we love these little dogs like yeah. children. So it's yeah. uh, it's crazy. They are. I'm glad she's doing good. Yeah, she's doing good. <clears throat> yeah, it it was it was a wild week for us to get that message, figuring out what was going on with Ray. But so glad she's okay. Um, and glad that you guys are doing well. I can't wait for you to be uh, my pseudo neighbors here in a couple of days. Um, but now. Because he was so patient and because he deserves it, he deserves not only this intro, not only riches and wealth beyond his imaginings, but perhaps the fate of the world itself belongs in his glorious golden heart. It's Wes Jenkins. Hey, buddy. Jesus oh Christ. Christ. I delayed. I owed you a little oh, bit. Oh, boy. Um, 
Corey, do you remember how great Asheville was when you first moved there? Uh-huh. He's like, this, I'm never leaving. This Dude, place is great, guys. I don't want to leave. I mean, <laughs> Listen, you can, bra- you can blame Eric and Charles for this one, all right? I don't want to leave. I love I Asheville. I, <laughs> I love Asheville. I'm sad to leave. It's the first city I've ever lived in that I'm sad to leave. So, yeah, I know. I'll eat my words. That's all yeah. right. That's all right. Yeah, it's still um, a million down here in the south. So once yeah. you, how, how you doing, if you man? Go, if you go a couple miles to the, you know, down to the equator, then your grass will all be burnt. You won't have to pay for a water bill anymore, I guess, because we don't. It just evaporates immediately, and then <laughs> there isn't water anymore. That's I, what you're saying? I made a huge mistake in cutting my yard and then not watering it oh, because no. it is. Oh. I have, my lawn looks like I live in Arizona. It's just a dirt patch. Now, do they, pretty do much. they ration water in your area? <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's a. We have a. Um, it's like a high alert, like water ban or something. You can't really, you can't really water your yards, but everybody still does it. Like they say, not to water your yard, but you see the whole community, like medians and stuff that you pull into different neighborhoods. They all have like super green grass. Like all the flowers are there because they're all being watered at night. That's right. But you can't water your lawn. That's <laughs> you just right. like, you want to get some, you want to paint it? Just get some green spray paint. Just go out there and be like, I'm saving the environment. They showed that on the news the other day. They were like, "You want your?" They just showed some guy with a giant looks like a pressure washer. What, spraying green. That's a thing, spray isn't it? On your yard, it is a thing. It's not. It's not yeah. spray paint though. It's like something that's eco friendly yeah. and shit, right? I mean, yeah. I think it's like it's not spray paint. Wow, <laughs> it's like well, it's like that. Uh, remember that commercial in the early aughts and late nineties with the hair? Like as you could spray the hair follicles. Oh yeah, balding. It's like that, but for a lawn. They actually just had a commercial about that in 2023 for ladies who their roots show. And she oh, goes, yeah. your roots showing? Boo! <laughs> and they just took a thing of spray paint and just went over her hair. And I was like, huh, you naked? You can't even tell. You can't even tell. <laughs> you can't even tell. <laughs> all right. Well, to all our Texan listeners, if you're if you're missing out on your green grass, so many options available for you in the aerosol world. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, one thing I want to talk about, though, this week uh, – as I kind of mentioned in the in the pre-roll, um, if you listen to those, upcoming in the next few weeks is part of my favorite time of the year. Uh, Starfield's coming out, which is true. But also, uh, football <laughs> season is coming up, and uh, every year we do the Utini Fantasy Football League. Our draft is next week, um, next Sunday, so wish uh, me and Wes luck on that. I had my first draft of the season yesterday with a different league. Um, this league's insane. For those of you that play, I'll be quick. Uh, it's two quarterback, three <laughs> running back, three wide receiver, two flex kicker defense every week. So crap. ten team league, but you got to start like three running backs and probably five receivers. But Wes, I want to get your props on this. I got J.K. Dobbins in the thirteenth round because he was still on the pup list and he came off today and oh, returned to nice. practice. Nice find. But I got Eric. him in the thirteenth. So. Nice Did you have a draft this week? No, I did not. But I have four okay. upcoming. I have four upcoming. I've never done four before. I usually like Damn. stick to three yep. at max. Three is my but magic number. Um, how do you go about picking your team name, Eric? What is Ooh. your What is your strategy in picking the same thing name? every time, yeah. or do you do, you do something? I weird? have. I've done the same team every time, but I've always lost those leagues. So, like, I did Star Wars <laughs> names. Like, I did, like, the Alderaan Molitors. I did, like, the Corellian Falcons. And those always lose. The league I've won two years in a row is uh, my team has been called Kelsey, you and hell for Travis Kelsey. <laughs> 
And even when he's not been on my team, I've kept the name because I keep winning. But uh, puns are what I use. So my Utini name this year <laughs> okay. is going to be the Bryce is Right for Bryce Young. So I like mm. I like player name puns. Uh, seem to be more I got successful. you. What, what do you okay. do usually, Wes? In uh, in my early years, mine were um, characters from Seinfeld. So every obscure <laughs> character from Seinfeld was my okay. team name. So like all of uh, Kramer's um, aliases, like uh, He Penny Packer was one of my names. Um, there, I also won a league under Vegetable Lasagna, which was a <laughs> which which was a guy that just sat next to Elaine in a random episode on a plane, and she called wow. him Vegetable Lasagna because that's what he ordered for his food. So I named my team that, and I won that year. Weird. Wow. But going forward, all my team yes. names are from professional wrestlers, but they're Good. old gimmicks that nobody's ever heard of them for. So like. <laughs> Like so, Chris Jericho is a wrestler. I don't know if you heard about him. He has a band and everything. But his first name that he was going to come up with was Jack Action, and somebody told him that name sucks, so he changed it immediately. He never mm-hmm. went under the name as Jack Action. He just thought about it. So that is my team name for this new league that I joined. And people are just like, "Who the hell is this guy that's just joining our league? His Jack name is Jack Action." Action. <laughs> Although it's a good so, name. you got to get a picture. A strong it is a good I like name. that. It's a good name. Yeah. Do you so get like the, cool like clip art pictures yes. or, or like like yes. okay? Yeah, it's a picture of him from the old days, like The Undertaker. He first wrestled under the name Texas Red because he actually has red hair. Believe it or not. Wow. Um, so the, just weird stuff like that. So I, I go for their first or like most uh-huh. obscure wrestling gimmicks that they did before they became famous. And I so, like that a lot. Yeah, it's good. I like good. that a lot. <laughs> we, we got uh, we got Caroline in the chat who's going to be in our Utini League. Uh, Caroline is a huge Saints fan and Taylor Swift fan, and she says she's going to steal hers from TikTok. Uh, it's called good. Getaway Car, but Car is C A R R in honor oh, of their new quarterback, Derek Carr. That's good too. Oh, like Derek Carr. You mean it's not uh, it's not David Carr who? Uh, oh, the Houston Texans legend from yeah, 2002. Yeah. Who embarrassed Dak Prescott in that um, football throwing contest on that I saw yeah. like on uh, social media? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah. Also, everyone enjoy uh, this, this year as you watch my Sandy be solely dependent on whether Dak's going to be the franchise in the next five years or not, based on every week. Uh, I'm concerned, uh, <laughs> but luckily I get to watch the Panthers this year, so. Cool. <laughs> how much? Do, how much do Panther tickets cost? That's the, that's the team that's in Charlotte, by the way. Yeah, they are more, way more expensive than they should be because the owner isn't is sucks. But the there are preseason tickets thought, in the nosebleeds for seven dollars. Okay, all right. Nosebleed, oh, seven bucks is pretty good. I thought pre-season. that. Uh, I thought that. Uh, 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 somebody owned him. They just sold him. Like the. That's the Hornets. Michael Jordan used to own part of the Hornets, and those were cheap to hear tickets. Okay, never mind. But the that's Panthers the, the is NBA David team. Tepper. Okay. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, okay. I'm excited. Well. we'll see how it goes. I'm hopeful <laughs> we'll for go. it, but uh, we will. I'm very excited. I'm going to bring forward all, all these events. You know, we like to share our, our interests. Speaking of which, I got to call you out, Corey. Corey did a lovely thing this past week because I, of course, everyone, I'm continuing my Stormlight Archive reading. I'm reading Oathbringer, I'm 400 pages in. It's great. It continues to dominate my every every thought. And Corey, I texted this week. I'm like, oh, man, I'm very excited. I have an idea. You have this uh, 
time in Atlanta when you're on layaway or not layaway layover. You're not a, you're not a Kmart item. <laughs> um, you're at a layover in Atlanta. You should read Way of Kings and then Corey, you send me a, a snapshot of the cover on your Jesus. Kindle. Jesus. Okay, Eric is way underselling it this morning. Like freaking five five in the morning. I finished <laughs> I finished Rise of the Red Blade at like five in the morning yep. this morning. And I was like, well, I need something else to read for the next couple of hours. And I had a layover in Atlanta this morning. And I was literally in the process of it was uploading. The image was uploading because it takes a second in Slack sometimes. Like yeah. it, it was uploading. Uh, I took a picture of my Kindle of the cover, and it like Eric's message came through and my message came through the exact same time. Of like, I said, "Hey, look what I'm reading," and he goes, "Hey, you should start Way of Kings." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, amazing. well, that's that's about perfect." So yeah, yeah it's, it's good. You don't you know, say. Spoiler alert. There you go. Yeah, spoiler yeah, alert. Look at that. Everything Brandon Sanderson writes is phenomenal it's 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 genuinely it's genuinely like i heard my star wars book reading experience as terrible as that sounds like i've only read three of his books and all three of them are maybe the three best books i've ever read in my life like straight up yep the mistborn series holy crap and now you're reading like the the epic ones yeah i know so i'm reading the best ones it's just i just can't believe how rich it is and uh to go back to go from uh, Rise Red Blade, which I didn't love, I will admit. Uh, yep. To next this, week, yeah, we'll talk Big about next conversation. week. That's Stay right. Next, next week is our roundtable. To yep. a Sanderson novel is like this is very different, <laughs> very different. So <laughs> yeah, you know, excited to talk about Red Blade though next week though. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Wes, it's going to be great. We're going to be uh, having a, a get together later this year, and Wes doesn't know actually. Wes, plug your ears. We're going to tie Wes to a chair clockwork orange style and uh, put his eyes open and make him read all of Mistborn. It's going to be a great, great time. Uh, <laughs> as, long as, as long as either Charles or Corey are the ones that administer the eye drops. There we go. Then That should know I would be bad. I'd be like, <laughs> I would just be like shooting water into your eyes. It would not be good. I'll give it to you out of the eye drop container. Eric will like put it in one of those like restaurant ketchup containers you know what i'm talking about it's like high pressure you know what i'm saying yeah. it'd be awesome Ah, uh, well i'm excited for that but what i'm even more excited for is the continual support that i feel every single day hour and minute from our patreon community over at patreon.com slash utini we got, want to give a huge thank you to tim costello uh who returned as a monthly patron this past week thank you so much and to everyone over there we have a couple of updates for you this week so um, number one, we have an exclusive Patreon roundtable that got recorded this past weekend. That is, um, let me let me see here. It is without, I don't think, any of our regular hosts, which is really <laughs> exciting. There's a bunch of Utini team members that don't usually get to hang out, and they did roundtable on Servants of the Empire, which is a Rebels um, junior novel series that came out like 10 years ago that our Utini team... <laughs> has continuously been obsessed with. So we finally decided, hey, you know what, you guys? Go ahead, check it out, do a roundtable about it. So over on Patreon, keep your eyes peeled. And fun fact, if you are a Spotify user, you can finally get that info on your Spotify feed. That's right. After what feels like an eternity of incompetence, Patreon audio feeds are finally now available on Spotify, everybody, as of this week. All you have to do... 
go to Patreon, check out the announcement that we made. Tim put up a great write-up in there for more info, how to access it. So if you have been a person that loves using Spotify for music, but you've had your Patreon podcast feed through Apple Podcasts, because that's usually how it's had to work, or you listen in the Patreon app, and you want it all to be in Spotify, go check out the announcement, and we tell you how to do it. <clears throat> Thank you, Patreon, the entity, it's uh, really for doing that. Yeah. yeah. It's really smooth. It's yeah. really good. I tested it, actually. It works super, super well. You just basically search for the podcast. I forget what Tim named it. It's like the Utini Network podcast or something like that. And if you're not a patron, it like says, hey, this is a paid podcast, and it will like, it will like ask you to sign up for Patreon. It's like really a smooth experience, and it's a lot better than the Patreon app because, in my opinion, the Patreon app is not very good. It hasn't really changed in like the f three years we've been using Patreon, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, but yeah, it's on, it's on Spotify now and it works really, really well. So check that out for yeah. sure. It's going to be great. So thank you everyone over there. Hope you're enjoying that. Uh, now, okay. We have a request in the chat from Stephanie Mack for all of our vi uh, video viewers. Yes. There's a new book behind me. It's coming out in like two months. So hold on. Uh, but we did, I did get a copy of Crimson Climb by E.K. Johnston. Unfortunately, slash fortunately, this is just the uncorrected paperback proof. It's, it's flimsy. <clears throat> Can we hear that? Ooh, I can hear it. <laughs> it's it nice and That's the quality you get for paying for this podcast. Um, it's a paperback copy, so hopefully we get in the hardcover later when it comes out. But this guy is going to come your way, I don't know, two months. So I just needed something new behind me. Stephanie, good eyes. I don't know how much <laughs> they actually right. change from those paperback versions to the full versions. Not though. at like, all. Really, really not at all. Like, it's just editing stuff, <laughs> usually, like spelling errors yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Spelling errors, some quotes are different. And the biggest thing is that if you're watching the video here, on the spine, this copy, it has, like, the... Let's see if it gets the... Maybe it'll focus up, not on my face. Yeah. It just says 1023 for when it comes out on the spine. What? Okay. We know? We know that? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, thanks for the copy to the Lucasfilm. I'm going to be telling you all about that in two months. But in the meantime, make sure to head over to patreon.com slash utini for all... That fun new content. And now uh, we have a little bit more of a serious yet also hilarious topic to talk about. But we need to go first to the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. All right. So the last few weeks, uh, some of you may have noticed that we've been really gearing towards some of our earlier influences on this show by talking only Star Wars books. Uh, we've been talking about those all during the life of this podcast, but in the last year or so, we've kind of talked a little bit more about the shows and films. That has been hindered because of the current SAG WGA strike. If you're talking about this in the future, I'm so glad they're paying the writers now, but in the present, they're not. So um, according to the guidelines that have been set out by SAG and the WGA, they've requested, uh, even for non-union podcasters and folks, to avoid promotion of struck work. Um, therefore... There may or may not be Star Wars projects coming out very soon um, that we won't be necessarily covering as we usually would on this podcast. So just as a heads up for y'all, uh, that's why this has happened. And we don't want you to be assuming that something's coming that's not. But in a funny turn of events, <laughs> this week <laughs> on the picket line um, in front of Disney. So for those of you that may not know, every day for the last 100 plus days, Writers and actors have been going up and down the uh, in front of like Netflix, Universe, or Netflix, uh, NBC, Disney, Amazon, all these places to uh, literally form picket lines with signs and everything uh, because they're striking for fairer wages. 
in front of Disney this week, Damon Lindelof and Justin Britt Gibson, who were two of the screenwriters on, uh, I believe it was going to be Ray's upcoming movie. Um, they got let go of the project, but they were picketing and they got interviewed. And they were asked many things like, are you guys feeling good about the strike? Um, do you think that it's going well? Like all these kind of things. And at one point, they were asked about picketing. And Damon Lindelof noted, quote, it's more fun than writing a Star Wars movie. I will say that. <laughs> so, fellas, that is a red flag. Uh, guys. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, well, we're not necessarily promoting the future work, but in talking about this, and any sirens going off there? Because, my God, that's the most blunt kind of behind-the-scenes quote we've gotten in a long time. Yeah, yeah I mean, we talked about this earlier before uh, before we went live. It doesn't seem like they're trying to get back in from that particular <laughs> I know. From that yeah. particular remark, right? Yeah, I was just—I no, no. think I pointed out like how bad would it have to be that like writers in the very early stages of a film have such a huge disagreement with the higher ups that like they're willing to walk yeah. over it. I mean, I don't know. I we've been saying forever that like it's it's. It's very problematic how many projects have come on the slate and then fallen off the slate. How many directors mm-hmm. have come and gone? How many freaking directors did Solo have by the end of it? Like the two, yeah, like, the two, the two guys yeah, from the Lord Lego Miller. films. Yeah, yeah, Lord Miller were there, and then Ron Howard finished it up, and then there were scenes from both of them that were in there, uh-huh. and then, and then even since then, like. I think when we when didn't when Rogue you, One. Wes, Rogue One had different films, a different director yeah, too, yep, I believe. Yep. Rogue One had different Gareth directors. Gareth Edwards and um, the other guy. <laughs> oh, like uh, Tony Gilroy, direct part of it or just write part of it? Anyway, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, multiple people. people going through for sure. Absolutely. Well, hey, I mean, um, I mean, JJ wasn't even supposed to direct Rise of Skywalker. I know. JJ <laughs> did one. Ryan Johnson had a trilogy. Now doesn't have a trilogy. Like, what is? Like Patty yeah. Jenkins in, then she's out, then she's maybe still in. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. I'm just so uncomfortable with all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It feels to me like this is exactly what George Lucas wanted to avoid, is where we are mm-hmm. right now with the current Star Wars yeah. franchise. And, like, I know that he sold – the only re- he, he agreed to sell to Disney, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he said Kathleen Kennedy is the only person I would ever trust to do it, but mm-hmm. – I don't think Kathleen Kennedy exclusively have as, has as much power as maybe George would have originally wanted. It sounds yeah. like it sounds like it's a mess, and that makes me really mad. And you know, it's so obvious that even after all this time, Disney still doesn't have their shit together as far yeah. as producing these films. And you know, I hope that I hope this strike gets drug out and Disney eventually caves, and mm-hmm. we actually see some real progress forward because that's a pretty brutal. That's a pretty, pretty brutal statement that yeah, standing outside seriously. in the hot sun with signs and chanting stuff is better than writing a Star Wars show. And I, I know they said it in jest, and this is not yeah. meant to be a literal statement, but to throw Star Wars as a franchise under the bus, the first thing that comes yeah, to mind is it's pretty shitty. So Yeah. Uh, and, and I think they said something like, uh, and then Justin said after that, something along the lines of like fight the Empire or something like that, which is good, but there there is no kind of, Denying the metaphor of like the little guys with not a lot of resources trying to stand up against the big guys that have a lot of the power. And, you know, it, it has been heartening, though, in, in the last few weeks. You know, you talk about the strike being kind of drug out. Obviously, us as content creators and fans 
want to be able to enjoy and celebrate all the things that are coming out. And we want the things to film and, and be written. Like, everyone wants to work. But a lot of the top uh, earners in Hollywood, I'm not sure if you guys saw this, I think it was a couple weeks ago, they had a list of like 10 or 15 actors that had all donated at least a million dollars towards this fund that pays for writers and actors, um, you know, over I think 85% of which can't afford health insurance for 26 grand a year. There's a fund that they have for these writers while they're striking so they can pay their rent and they can eat. And they're, all these A-listers are donating millions of dollars that they have just to help out these struggling writers. So like... It's been really nice to see the solidarity and hopefully in the Star Wars community and the the actors and writers that are making this stuff. Dude, did you see can did you see that information that came out that the the writers that wrote uh, was it WandaVision this week? Do you guys see this shit? The writers that wrote WandaVision says that they collectively all of them were paid eight grand total. that They split amongst all of them to write the entire show. The writing team of WandaVision. Eight thousand dollars for a multi-million dollar project. That is unfreaking believable. And the VFX artists were working 18-hour days, and they were told at one point, until the final episode was done, there would be no more days off or weekends, and they were already working 18 hours a day. That's insane. It's insane. And, so, and, I mean, it's, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's the only word is insanity. It is. It yeah. is. That's like that's like beyond just sleeping at the office insanity, 18 hours. I work, right. I work yeah. 12-hour shifts myself, and I cannot imagine 18 hours. I mean, that's yeah. just – that's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. It's just and I had not, a feeling they're not exactly getting all the overtime. No, of course not. You know, so – No, there's no, no way. So – There's no way. We're hoping that they all, again, get unionized, so – Going forward, the second it's done, again, we'll talk. You know we, 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 we will talk about yeah. the possible nearly finish about to air unnamed show. We'll talk about that eventually, yeah, probably. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we talk about a, we talk about a fifty year old movie all the time. We got not no now though. Looking back. I'm, not, I'm not interested <laughs> in talking about it. I'll talk about it with my no. friends, and I'm sorry that yeah. you know we can't talk about it here. But like. You their know, fault? It is their fault. I, I mean, I, I have, you know, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this initially, about mm-hmm. like, you We've know, talked a lot about this behind We have. Everybody's talking a lot about it. We've talked to the other creators yep. in the Star Wars yep. space, and everybody is everybody is talking about this. What are we supposed to do? Like, are we yep. are we just not supposed to wait? We don't, we're not getting paid. I mean, <laughs> we, yeah. our numbers are shit, all right? We're not getting paid. <laughs> like, you yep. know, so like. We're doing what we can, man. But at the same time, at the same time, I want to show my support i think disney has in a lot of ways squandered this franchise and and Mm -hmm. you know they paid a fortune for it and instantly got an amazing return on their investment for it and yeah i think it i think i think it's pretty easy to make the argument that uh what george originally intended for this franchise the way that he set up the rights it was so unheard of at the time to Retain yeah. the the toy rights he and the merchandise. Right? It was so thing, unheard yeah. of, and to open right. his own studio, Lucasfilm, to create everything, to cre- open his own sound design studio, to create everything. It was yeah. unheard of in the seventies, right? So, like, yeah, I just feel like it goes against everything that George wanted for this franchise. The way that Disney has kind of treated it, and I don't care about. I'm not talking about the Last Jedi hate or any of the sequel hate. I'm not talking about any of that crap. I'm just talking about. I'm talking about the way that they've not had any plans, the way that they've mistreated everybody. John Boyega's comments yep. about how poorly he yep. was treated. Like yep. there's Taking a lo- there's a long man. there's a long list. If you were to bullet point all the problems <laughs> that we've had yeah. 
in the last decade since Disney per- made mm-hmm. this purchase. Yeah. Like, it sounds like nobody's being held responsible, or there's no credible person to take that blame or take that ball that they've screwed up and somebody needs to own up for it and nobody really has it's It's just like we're a corporation we'll just spread out the blame to everybody and everybody gets a sprinkle of blame but it's not yeah i mean it's not enough to to change anything and when our ceo is saying in a public interview that well eventually you know the writers are gonna not be able to pay their rent so we'll be fine uh Notice how no other CEOs have been giving interviews since that moment. You guys notice that? I yeah. the only one they interviewed, and then they're like, I know. Netflix, Max, are like, nope, nope, we're they not talking to the press. silent. Netflix yeah. has not said a yes. damn thing about this. This not has been crazy how, how little the streaming services yep. have had to say. And, I mean, yeah. right, rightfully so. I mean, it's really hard to not just totally turn on, you know, somebody that – was crazy. He was celebrated like less than was it, a month ago yeah. when he replaced the so other. He was back. <laughs> the other dickhead. We talked about yeah. that. <laughs> like, yeah. We Your talked about that so on the easy, show. Man. Yeah. If you that- give away like point one percent of what you got, you're a hero. That's it. That's it. Like the, the demands are so little. There's so little, y'all. So. Yeah. Anyway, we will be talking about. The things we love. We'll be talking about books. And like we said, next week, our Rise of the Red Blade discussion will be happening. And then we're already preliminarily planning, I think, a really a really fascinating discussion that I'm really excited to have with you guys and then also all of you at home um, the week after next. Uh, so I'm just kind of brewing that we've been thinking about a lot. Uh, and it's kind of like the perfect time to bring it up. So look forward to that. But in the meantime, of course, you got to get your pre-orders in, everyone, because you know who's not striking and who's never made too much money? The book community, everyone. <laughs> um, so please don't interpret a strike as not helping authors uh, because from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi comes out August 29th. The review, the and I checked my email again, the strict review embargo um, is up tomorrow because I wanted to say like a sentence today and the word strict is literally in my email. So... Uh, next week, I'll, I'll probably give a little of my initial thoughts on it. Um, but, of course, that's coming out August 29th. And The High Republic Tales of Light and Life is out September 5th. You get a book. You get Starfield Early Access. And then you get a book. Um, you can tell what I'm really thinking about a lot uh, in my life. So go to utd.com, release schedule, and make sure you get those going. We're very excited for all those. All right. Tonight now, though, now that we're past unions and we're past... All these folks, let's talk about something fun, like seeing if we remember anything we've read in the last 10 years. Everyone, it is trivia (laughs) night. Uh, The three of us are going to do a little bit of book trivia. I've compiled some questions, and much like whose line is it anyway tonight, the points don't matter. The questions are made up, Uh, but we're going to go just around and quiz each other a little bit in the chat. Uh, There was some early talk here. If we're wrong about something, tell us. If we're a little bit wrong, be a little pedantic. Have a little bit of fun. Um, and if you got any questions you want us to throw into the mix that you think will stump us, also let us know. You want to see us suffer? We know this. It's fine. We accept it. Listen, the, the only thing that I want to say is I'm seeing the same panic on Wes's face that I'm feeling because I'm looking at these <laughs> questions. These questions are hard as shit, Eric. Where did you get Where did you get so many of these questions? These are so hard. How are we going to do I, this? I would like Behind to the scenes... I would um, like to chat, preface before chat. we even start. I did. I have read all of the books, the canon books, since the start of Master and Apprentice on the show. Okay, I've read them all. I swear to you that I have. 
That's it. Now, All right. Questions come up. <laughs> these, these are gonna, so freaking hard. I'm like, I'm like, around the answer as much as I can. I've not looked. Right. At, I've not looked at these until literally just now, and I'm like getting All real right. scared. I'm not sure I'm gonna get any of these right. We're gonna see. It's gonna be great. Right, I'll, I'll start. I'll start off with you guys. We're just gonna go in a circle. One of us will ask the other two, and you can work together if you like to. I'll start you off with, with a nice one. So let's see here. Okay, gentlemen. Right. In Bloodline, by Claudia Gray, what scandalous revelation about Leia Organa's parentage threatens her political career with the New Republic? Well, that one's easy. I, I know that one. Wes, you know this one? Have you read Bloodline? No. Have I haven't read Bloodline. Right. I haven't read the Bloodline. All right. All right. What would be a scandalous revelation about her parentage, Wes? Would, <laughs> if, if something came out about Leia's parentage, what could maybe make her political career take a dive? <sighs> that possibly the parents... We're working with the rebels. That's actually a good answer. That's actually that, a pretty good answer. Right? That's, that's just not right. That's not the answer we're looking for. But that's actually a pretty damn good answer. Actually, I didn't think already broken the game. I know. <laughs> I thought that was so freaking easy that, like, of course it was that. Uh, so. We'll, we'll check the judges. Corey, yeah. what do you think it is? Uh, in in Bloodline, the big drama that comes out is everybody finds out that that Princess Leia is is his daddy is uh, Darth Vader, and it, yeah, it's like, that's correct. Yeah, Daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. The revelation about Daddy, daddy Vader. Vader almost undoes her, uh, her whole and, uh, career. career. Now, okay. One of the cool that was strong. That was strong. Too. That was a that was that really was... that was a really good guess, Wes. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I was like, both of us we froze. Yeah. We we're like thinking about it for a second. We we're like. Shit, yeah. that might be it, actually. Yeah. Also, shout good. out to Wes. Adopted parents are parents all around. It doesn't matter just blood. It doesn't matter just your bloodline. It's the point That's of that fair. book. Yeah, but I didn't think about that. There was some fun. Uh, <laughs> I believe it was the Barnes and Noble edition of Bloodline. Because um, after each question, we'll, 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 if we know anything about the books, we'll let you guys know. Um, I believe there was a poster that came out with like Leia and like a propaganda poster of like you know for the Republic or something. And then if you flipped it. There was a graffitied version of it where they graffitied uh, Vader's mask onto Leia's face. And it was like, oh. uh, like, a, like back when they used to do promo for the books with like art pieces and stuff. So that was one of my favorites. So hold on but, a okay. second. How exactly would that look if we put Darth Vader's mask on Leia's face? Like, wouldn't it just be a. Wouldn't it just be an arbitrary it. humanoid with a Darth Vader mask on? Yeah. You can't yeah, tell yeah, it's, it's Leia. Just, Right here, Wes. I'm gonna put it in our Slack channel for you. Right. Corey, don't look at the Slack channel. Yeah, this this was one of the. <laughs> see, back in the day, when you like I said, they used to do original posters. Aftermath had some posters and stuff like that too, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, this was like a poster you could get, uh, with the book. And I, I, yeah, I gotta say it's Barnes and Noble because it had the, all the all the foldouts. But yeah, this was yeah, it it's is a, like a Banksy Aaron it's a actually. Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like it. That's good. But yeah, this was. Really rad, and I, God, Wes, I can't believe you broke it on the first one. Yeah, check this out. This is oh sick. my God, that is dope okay. as hell. That is pretty cool. <laughs> is that a real liar? Poster? It was a real poster. It was, so it was yeah. the size of a. Well, was, I guess it was probably eight and a half by eleven. I guess probably. Yeah, like a foldout or something. I assume, but yeah, we used oh, to be I'd a proper for the country. Cover. Okay, so for our audio listeners, this is a. It's like a. It's like a join up now type of poster for the rebellion, and it says yeah. "Protect the Republic." And it would have had, uh, what's the, what was the 
crap, what was her name? The mechanic from World War II. The lady, she's always like pumping iron. Oh, and stuff. oh Rosie the Riveter. Yes, yeah. Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, it's a little bit like that, but it'll be in Princess Leia, but it's got a kind of like, it looks kind of like Anakin's torn mask, actually, from like. The, yeah, it uh, does, doesn't it? Yeah, from the Kali yep. show. So half the face. Well, like it's a stencil. That is, this is dope. This is liar on it. This is, I've never seen this yep. before. I've never seen this image before. This is really yeah. good. Well, because there was there was an alternate version of it that was just that without without the graffiti, it's just like her vote Leia first senator like poster, and then you got this version as well. So there you go. Well, hmm. the, first, line, the first trivia question has already brought in more trivia that I didn't know about. So there we go. That was good. Love it. Uh, all right, you know what, Wes? Because you broke that so hard and did such a great job. Uh, go to our our doc here. Pick out another random uh, question. We'll see if Corey and I can also similarly give two correct answers. All right, let me find a real easy one, you jerks. Uh, here we go. <laughs> They're all easy when you're looking at the answers, which is what I yeah, realized I now after I took the answers away. <laughs> so, in Resistance Reborn, jog mm-hmm. your memories, boys, Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse, mm-hmm. which former New Republic senator turned First Order sympathizer seeks redemption by aiding the Resistance in recruiting allies? Oh shit! What was that guy's name? He was in Bloodline. Oh, oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, he was in Bloodline. It was starts with an R. Question. I know. Yes. It starts uh, with an R. Ransom Ransom Casterfo. Ransom Casterfo. No, 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 no. You're not thinking. You're not thinking correctly here. It no? should be. It's not. It's not. The answer. Do you want to keep? You want to keep guessing? No, okay. It's right. not. All right, so what's, the, what's the question again? Read Say it again. again. Say it again. Okay. In Resistance Reborn, which former New Republic senator turned First Order sympathizer seeks redemption by aiding the Resistance oh. in recruiting allies? Well, he went to the First Order first. That's a good question. I don't think Ransom Castorfo was a... No, he wasn't. No, no, That's right. a good he point. Just, but Ransom he, did he show collected, up in that. He did show up yeah. in that. He collected remember? Nazi yeah. memorabilia. <laughs> yeah. He, he was literally that guy yeah. in blood and like, hey, wh- I like history. What, really what period sh- of history? He was really like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, okay, exactly. Um, <laughs> ooh, first Order ooh. Sympathizer? I don't remember so who became a... a First Order Sympathizer. Was it the fat guy from uh, uh, <laughs> the Twilight Planet? <laughs> was it that, that asshole? Oh, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. No. Yeah. I don't... So, um, former New Republic Senator. New Republic Turn first. Yes. It's not First Order Sympathizer. Dude, I have no freaking I, idea. Uh, oh, uh... G- no, Gallius no, Rex. Uh, no, Corey, you're on the right track. Corey, you're on the right track. Okay, New Republic. It is. It is a. I'll give you that. It is a Twi'lek. It is a Twi'lek. Is it? Oh, is it Yendor. It is Yendor, sir. Yendor. 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 Who the He's hell is Yendor? <laughs> I don't remember that guy at all. He was in Lost Stars. Uh, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have wow. no memory of who the hell that is. I'm gonna have to Google that right now. Yendor, yeah, what's well, let me pull Yendor. it up. Yendor, Star Wars, First Order, go. Resistance, War. He started a family of his own. Here's a. Here's, oh man, here's. I think this is a fan's drawing of Yendor. <laughs> hey, what's like up, a, Yendor? It looks, hey, like a, oh. looks like a RPG character. Yeah, it says he was a member. Of, says he was a member of Corona Squadron. That's the. That's oh the yeah, squadron. with Thane. That's the yeah. squadron I would be a member of as well. Oh, man, absolutely it is. <laughs> With you and Snoop Dogg and... Uh, <laughs> we should write a fan Tony fiction, Wes. We're at a fan fiction with Corona Squadron no, is led by, <laughs> led by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
your episode right there. there yeah. you go. That's good. <laughs> all right. Okay. These are stumpy. I like them so far. Uh, Corey, hit oh, me and Wes. Lord. What do you got? What all you right. Got? All right. Let's see here. Okay. Um, let's do. Let's do. Oh, I'm going to go with the Tarkin. Here we go. Tarkin. Neither one of you guys oh, have read Tarkin. I don't think, though. Have no. You? You nope. Read Tarkin? All right. All right. Shit. <laughs> I can't ask that. Get by the context no, no, clues. You want me to go for it? You've never read it, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. In the book Tarkin by James Luceno. What ship does Wilhuff Tarkin hold? And there's a hint. It says it was a prototype Imperial starship. I actually know this one, I think, because I think it's his ship later as well. Any Is ideas? it his ship later Any as ideas, well? Yeah, Wes. Think about, I guess, Imperial. <laughs> I don't have the answers off, actually. Yeah. I don't know okay, what it looks. I think, I uh, Stephanie in the, in the chat is what I would have said. Oh shit! That's a that uh, that's a great that's the name of his ship, the Carrion, Carrion Spike. Spike? <laughs> it comes across on the screen. Is it the Carrion Spike? Yeah, <laughs> Is it the Carrion Spike. I don't know. Is that's that's the name of his personal ship. But here, let me find the answer key. Hold on. Yeah, or is it what type it of ship or the name of the ship? Uh, it is the Carrion Spike. That is very good. That's a nice. that's a prototype. All right, I'm gonna look this up. The Carrion Spike. Oh wow! Look at this. I also tried to vet the accuracy of these questions as much as I could. That is the name time. of that is the name of his ship in. Uh... Yeah, oh, I think it's, oh my yeah, gosh! Look dope. at that phallic Holy. monster. It looks like <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the it looks like the stealth <laughs> stealth ship in the Clone Wars episode. You remember with Anakin versus oh my the, God, yes. the spider guy? That's what it looks like. Uh, Admiral Trench. Trench. Yeah. That guy was badass. Trench. It was that, that was oh a God. great it was a great episode. Uh, it looks, it looks like just, it should, just stabbed. I'm like, why? He's gonna blow up the ship. Fantastic! <laughs> it, like it, it should it should be in the Denver, Colorado airport. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that is the most specific reference. I know. Yeah, it was fantastic. There's a, there's a fantastic there's Stephanie. Like, this there's is all like these phallic references to the Denver airport. You can look it up on YouTube. It's ridiculous. Oh my but, god! Okay, <laughs> this is oh, like the it's okay. like the ask the audience uh, and who wants to be a millionaire. Okay. All right, let's, let's, see, let's see if there's any more any more trivia about the Carrion Spike. Um, it was yeah, gift. It was it was gifted to Tarkin. That's a good gift. Let's see here. <laughs> my goodness. That's when he was stationed. Sentinel base in the Unruh territories. <laughs> Wes, you searching ChatGPT? I'm gonna see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, this isn't bad. In is it true? Star Wars novel does the ship Carrion Spike play a significant role, and what is its importance within the story? Oh, that's not. That's like a. That's like a, a paragraph answer. Whenever you take a test, that's not even fair. It's just like, uh, how about you just let me answer A, B, or C? And it is the Carrion Spike is a Corellian Corvette that plays a significant role in the Star Wars novel Tarkin <clears throat> by James Luceno. <laughs> See, there you go. Now so this is we where I right. tell y'all. That I did, so I used ChatGPT to get a lot of these questions done. And fun fact: once you hit a certain number, it just starts recycling the titles and trivia questions that are just incorrect, uh, which is really fun. Because it's like, what in what story by Ray Carson was Leia uh, Leia's uh, raising on Corellia? It, it was like mixing Most Wanted and, and Princess of, Princess of Alderaan into one story by like multiple people. This also wild. I think the ship came back in maybe the the Poe Dameron comic actually. Like it kind of talks about there's a there's a whole oh, thing about it says Yeah. It was discovered by Terex. Remember that guy? Is that the that's the yeah, the, the gang cyborg leader. dude. Yeah, yeah, the same yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh he used as his personal oh transport God. uh in the bat like when he was fighting against Poe and Black Squadron in that comic. 
That's a wow. Pretty, that's a pretty good throwback, actually. I wonder it if is. great throwback. I love that comic. That was like the, the first run that uh, Charles Soule did, I think. Uh, I think it was. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That comic was really good. I read. I read that a while Kevin ago. Dwayne. All right, cool. All right, oh, Eric, wow. back to you. Okay. Woo! Um, <laughs> let's do... Oh, here we go. Um, what is the name of the planet visited by Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi <clears throat> in Claudia Gray's and book Wes has definitely read, Master and Apprentice? Oh, my God. The Queen Planet. Uh, what was the damn name? It was, a, it was really great story building about this planet. Remember, it was like... Yeah. It was all it was under rocks, y'all. It was like it was <laughs> like it was like underground kind. It wasn't. Yeah, they, they had colon crystals. Remember? Colon. <laughs> yeah, they were. Or, weren't they orange? Right? They're orange. I can't yeah. believe you remember that. I pictured this. It was like it was like you know how you've seen those uh, like those homes and stuff like from the ancient peoples. They're like carved into the caves. Like you can't get to them from like yeah. you can't see yeah, them. Yeah, but they're yeah. like in the walls and shit. That's why mm-hmm. I pictured it. We talked about it like that. Oh man, Master Apprentice is terrible. Is uh, yeah, almost a terrible. So, it's really, really good. It's a terribly good book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's like what are it's you a great saying? memory? It's like my top. <laughs> but yeah, five, I'll g- think, probably. But here, I'll give you guys this. Right, the planet, planet starts planet, with, planet, a, planet, planet. with a P. I would not have been able to remember this. Dude, I do not remember. How many syllables is it? Oh, it's two. I wasn't even thinking P. I was thinking C. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, Wes, that's a different uh, letter. <laughs> dude i have no idea what this is the called is silent. the p is si- no it's not i have no idea no it's not no. all right the planet is pijal p-i-j-a-l pijal i never would have got that dude never i never would have got, got it gun, gun to my head pijal. i would not remember yeah. that has has pijal showed up anywhere else other than master and apprentice let's find out i don't let's think look so. up Pajal. But Claudia, How? but the thing is, the, the they seem to throw their own planets they make into all their stories. So know, they just make them all up. Maybe. Let's, see, let's see if I can find other references here. Oh, I forgot about this. They that's when uh, the Zerka system from Kotor was mentioned. This in is book. a long ass Wikipedia oh. article. Yes, yeah, I know. It it's like I had to. But is it all so, from just that book? No, no. no. Dooku so, Jedi Lost and, and Brotherhood mm-hmm. both mentioned it too. And Brotherhood. Oh, sick. How about that? Well, there we go. How about that? Well, how about yeah, that? Yeah, it is in uh, Star Wars. Nice how about that? Yeah, well, yeah, Rail Avaros. Rail Avaros was in right. this one. And then, of course, in... Why is there a KOTOR reference right there? What is that? What is that comment? Because uh, the, Zerka, the Zerka Corporation that was mentioned. Oh, yeah, right. Came from KOTOR. Ah. I remember now. Yeah, okay. I remember that. That's a cool callback. The author felt that Jin's morale compass made him feel conflicted about his Jedi mandate on Pajal of signing the governance treaty because it supported the Zerka's enslavement practices. That's a deep pull. That's that, a, that deep a deep pull. pull. Bringing back Zerka. This is a book that brought <laughs> Zerka into canon. They were fan- they were yep. a yeah. huge part of the Kotor games. Also, the the image at the top of this is the alternative cover. You guys remember this one at Celebration? Oh my God! Yeah, I do. Yeah, you remember? You remember I got oh, this, this book guy right here. I got this book. You remember? Remember how I got it? Like the the security guy at Celebration just like dropped the. He dropped the gate right in front of me, and I just like strolled in and got oh, it. Like yeah. I was at the front of the line by accident. Oh, you have it! Yeah. I didn't know you had Boom, this, Eric. baby. Yeah, Shit, this was man. back in the. Yeah, I wasn't at that celebration, but it was like one of the people I think in our Utini Facebook group or something. 
uh, DM'd me. I was like, hey, I got one. I guess I don't really want it. You want it for cost? And I had another friend that was there who I knew from theater, and I texted and put them together, and I PayPal'd the guy, uh, and then she gave me the book. So, yeah. Sick. That's there you awesome. Go. Yeah, that's really good. Much love to Master and Apprentice. That's really good. This book was fantastic. I read it in one sitting, the whole book. Probably a 300-page, 400-page novel. Yeah, not, one not short. Yeah, it was – I read it Pitch for like all. 11 hours straight. Great book. I forgot about this book. <laughs> when did this book come out? What year was this? 2019. No. 19? 2018. 2018, 2019. Master and Apprentice. I think it was 2018. 2019. It was. April 2019. 2019. That's year before. I'll never doubt you again, Wes. Oh, thanks, Eric. <laughs> oh, I'll always doubt you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> come on. 2019. A little bit? <laughs> All right, good stuff. All right, okay. hey, Wes, now that I doubt you, but – uh. <laughs> Choose the next one you'd like. Okay. <clears throat> Man. I'm going to give you an easy one. This is an easy one. All right? I'll give, you the hint. You. I'll give you the hints later. Now then, let's let chat decide what the answer is before you answer. But don't look at chat. I'll look at chat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A lot of rules you're just like making up, up, Wes. It's like, <laughs> it's like playing Wordle but looking at chat. Okay. What is the title of the Star Wars canon novel by Kevin Hearn that focuses on the character Luke Skywalker as he searches for a new location for the Jedi Order? Well, Kevin Hearn wrote one book. Yeah, I know. That's what is, it, so is it Heir to the Jedi? Is that the one he wrote? <laughs> hey, wait, wait for everybody to, oh, shit. to, to guess. Sorry. <laughs> one rule. West made yeah, up like three the rules. There were more than there were more than one <laughs> rule. Like three too rules. Many. <laughs> too many rules. But yeah, hundred yes, becoming an AI. Only one <laughs> rule at a time. Um, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Before you even announced it, that's right. All right, the chat's delayed. It doesn't In, matter. <laughs> before I even read the question, I assumed the answer was heir to the empire, and I was about to go on a diatribe about how it's the first book I ever read, and blah 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 blah. And I'm glad I didn't because it was the wrong book. This is heir <laughs> yes. the Jedi, wrong book, the wrong author, and about <laughs> twenty <laughs> years <Yeah>. off. <laughs> yep. In, Wrong, like, series of books and from Legends to Canon. Yeah, so. That said, this book <laughs> holds the, the, the record for being, while a bad book, uh, the best Brazilian alternative cover out there. Is that real? You know that. All right, yeah. Wes, you know what you have to do. Wes, you got to pull up the, the Air to the, <laughs> yeah, Air to the Jedi Brazil cover. <laughs> is, this was, like, my uh, book was trash. textless version it, oh, yeah. It's but this terrible. cover was my desktop background, I think, for a couple of years. Holy smokes, Yo, really? okay. Yeah. And I yeah. can understand why. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's Here see it. Comes. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. Okay. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Look at that. Holy shit. That's the cover for the Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Oh, my God. That Look is that. super good. All right. Look All right. Audio listeners, you got to you gotta Google this. If you're driving on the road, you just pull over. <laughs> pull over. <and> look <laughs> this up right now. Straight up. That is a very good cover. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is beautiful. Who is that? Yeah, Who's the other person? Who's that chick? Oh, she's another trivia question. I think I know that. I don't know okay. her name, but I... <laughs> it looks oh, like hey, hey, part two. What's her name? Anybody know? Yeah, because that is a question. I think dude, I, I, I remember know. them adding in here. I never, I've, I I've only I've read I've read it I've read it. It's terrible. I read it in uh, a long time ago. <laughs> right when it first came out, it was awful. 
It's the noodle book. It's the book with the noodles. He's sitting noodles. at a picnic table. Yes. And he uses the force and the noodles, and whoever he's Ooh. sitting across from patronizes him. I think it's her. Her name is Nakari Kalen, apparently. I think. Mm. Wait. Wait. No. Maybe. Yeah, Nakari. K- oh man, there's more. Her Wikipedia is also very, just straight up very attractive. Just great. Uh, Nakari <laughs> Kalen is, 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 is her name. Are you sure it's not oh, Colin? No. If you if you Google her. A Tumblr post comes up, and it's titled, The Case of Nakari Kalen. It's cold in that fridge. Oh, dear. Which is a reference to the fridging of I'm, I wonder what happens to her in that book. That uh, is <laughs> unfortunate. Yikes. That is unfortunate. Great cover, though. Um, and also, just wow. in case you joined us a couple weeks back when we did the canon tier rankings. Oh, yeah. Our, <laughs> if, you want, if you're joining with us online, <laughs> you can see the Heir to the Jedi... It's all the way at the very top. You see there at the very top? No, no, no. It's not at the top. It is. Yep. A, it's actually the last book. It's the last Literally book in the, the tier rankings. <laughs> but I don't think it's a terrible cover. No, it's I'll not the it cover. Even the regular just, cover is fine. The Brazil cover is astonishing. <laughs> yes, it it's is. just everything yes, between is. the two covers that's yeah. the issue. Uh, she <laughs> is very attractive in this Wikipedia yeah. <laughs> image. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, you see what I was like? Oh, um. What's the cool. real. We should explain the refrigerator joke in case we have new listeners who've never yeah. heard this before. This, cause this is yeah. fascinating to me. This is a really great concept that I'm in. Yeah. That is, what's, so, it, what's, what's it the, called? It's called girl, Women w- in Refrigerators. Women in, women in Refrigerators was a whole. It was a trope that was called out um, <clears throat> because there was a huge problem in comics and media as a whole of basically female characters getting killed off in order to further men's stories. And that's the only reason they existed. And it came to fruition in, I believe, the 19... Yeah, 1999 was when this really became popularized because Kyle Rayner, the Green Lantern at the time, had a girlfriend who, in the comic, was killed and literally stuffed in a refrigerator for the sole purpose of making him like, oh, no, my God, and then propelling him down. Yeah, this is it. So these women basically said, yo, we are not just... things to be put in refrigerators for men so now when a woman is brought into a story expressly for the sole purpose of being killed in order <laughs> so the man I can have be never heard of that before women in refrigerators really? yeah it's a it's a yeah. really interesting concept there's a there's a website yeah. that like chronologic like uh chronicles every incident mm-hmm. this has ever happened it was huge in comics especially in the late 90s and yep. early 2000s oh i can see it in comics for sure yeah, yeah i mean yeah. peter like peter parker has had multiple girlfriends killed off that just move yep. his, his story forward. So it's a very interesting yep. concept and is a cool it's a it's a it's a cool example of sort of feminism pushing forward like a change in comics. We don't see this as much anymore, which is good. Yep. Yeah. Finally, good. But yeah. yes, this character is absolutely a woman in a refrigerator character yes. in, this, in this book and you know But, but God, what a cover. What a what cover. A, what a cover. What a cover. Good on that Brazilian artist for like, you know what? They're like, hey, listen, we're not gonna we're not gonna give you the book to read. Instead, it's Luke Skywalker and there's awesome woman in a in a glorious forest. He's like, I gotcha. That's great. It's probably cool. It wasn't. Oh, let's see if we can find it. The book's not cool. Yeah. The book the is book's real, not cool, but real uncool. Kevin Hearn, what has he what has he done? Kevin Hearn. Let's see here. Uh, uh, he actually writes. He co-writes with Delilah Dawson um, outside of Star Wars some stuff. Really? <laughs> uh, but that's the only Star Wars he's done. In Reddit, the, somebody had said this cover art is better than the book. He's like, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> In all fairness, that cover art would be better than like a lot of books. 
Um, it just happens Agreed. to be drastically different. So. I clicked on all his. Right. I clicked on this guy's Twitter. Love He's that. got a hell of a beard. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh my god. It says the art was made by the French studio Two Dots Seed Seven. They're amazing and have detailed entire creative process. Cool. Oh my so it's god. Actually, it's a studio that did it. Yeah. <clears throat> Neat. Okay. Hey, you know what? I don't say this often. Good job, the French. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody says that very often. <laughs> I'll sorry, say, hey, I'm sorry, Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> we have this awesome guy. Tell him about Alexander. Real quick, Alexander is fantastic. <laughs> He's very involved in our marketing team and puts like all the really fantastic graphics you guys have seen. By the way, the yeah. show that must not be named that may or may not be coming yeah. out in the next couple of months. There is a uh, there is a post about that on our Instagram and. Uh, yeah. It's very, that. it's very good. It's a very good post. So. Yeah. And every once in a while, he'll come into Slack and realize something that just is about American life. And he's like, what? <clears throat> yes. That is like, we were like, oh, yeah, no, that is terrible. He's like, oh, my <laughs> God. What did you realize? So There's something about medicine that he realized this week. I don't remember what it was. It was like oh, doctors uh, work I mean, awful pro- hours or something like that. Yeah, the hours of that, the medical, <clears throat> how much you make in medical school. Oh, you know, remember so. what it was? We talked about how I owed the federal government $497,000 oh, yeah. this week. And he was like, Holy shit! That was yeah, funny. He's like you have to pay to learn to be a doctor. We're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that does seem terrible, doesn't it? That was unfortunate. Anyway, we love you, buddy, and the French do good work. Uh, all right, Corey, <laughs> off of that amazing cover, pick a better book. You, based on our tier rankings, literally can't go lower. So that's yeah, good. That's, that's true. All right, let's uh, let's go with another book from a similar era, "In a New Dawn" by John Jackson Miller. These books were released like very close together, actually. Very close in, a, together. in a New Dawn by John Jackson Miller, what are the names of the two protagonists, a former Jedi and a freighter pilot, who find themselves caught up in a plot against a mining operation? This I got is, this one. This, but... is a, this is a trick question, Wes. It's for yeah. you. It's for you, Wes. <laughs> oh, so it's for me? We're okay, the two okay, main okay, characters. Okay. <laughs> Harris They're on and the Dula. cover. Yep. Kane and Jarrus. Yeah! <laughs> Very good. We did it. Oh, no. we did, did I get it, it wrong? It, it, should I said Caleb Dune? It feels or like Caleb Dune. It's for <laughs> should I say that? Listen, You're a real hot, fan. Listen, hot take. That whole wolf episode with the whole Dune thing, I hated that. I hated that so oh, much. Man. That is my absolute Dune. hottest take about Rebel. He was like, Dune. I was like, Really? What is he saying? Is he saying Dune? Like the classic wow. 90s video game that led to... Like, no, like the conversations about video games and violence. I, like the book. I know. Doom. I thought he said Doom for the longest time because he because he like he drank he like draws wow. it out. It's like, it wasn't until I saw the subtitles that I realized he said Doom, well, not yes. Doom. Well, uh, <laughs> so yes, those are their answers. Wes, I have an admission for you. I appreciate that volley. Yes. Guess what? This also has a great Brazilian cover. Oh, no um, kidding. So yeah, yeah. So, apparently in this era, they're like, hey, you know what? We're doing all these new Star Wars books. The Brazilians should get some good I wonder, stuff. I wonder if this the, is, is it the same artist? Maybe is it the same artist? Because that would Ooh, be maybe. Oh, that would dude. be interesting. Let's find that out. This is Did common. They get a contract. There's a there like there's a lot of Brazilian covers that are just hella it good. It is. It is. I I I pulled up the image and it's the same two dots studio. Okay. The one yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Look at this. Oh my god, that is also a dope cover. Wow, That's that looks like beautiful. It looks like uh. Dantooine um, in uh, the KOTOR game, actually. Oh, wait, 100% does. That's a great, great poll. Looks like Dantooine. They're yeah, on Dantooine. Look at, look, at the, uh, <laughs> look at the sharpness of his goatee 
in this picture. It looks great. Let me zoom oh, in yeah, on for you guys. That chin could cut diamonds. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look at that. That is a point. It almost looks yeah. like... Kane and Jerry has a has a, like no chin, so he has to grow out that goatee to make him look like he has one. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer. Oh, it's good. But yeah, uh, look how covers. awesome that lightsaber looks. By the way, remember Corey? I also how hate the bad mouth. I have a, listen, I have a I have a lot of bad opinions about rebels. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, maybe someday we'll talk about him in the context of live action. Who's to say that'd be fun? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay, here's one. Thanks for that layup, by the way. I appreciate it. No, that was good. I got another. (laughs) Let's see. I got a layup. Oh, here's a a good one. Not a layup, but again, one we don't talk about a lot on this show, which I I think is fun. Um, Which Star Wars canon book, um, I'm not even going to say the author because I'll slightly give it away, follows the journey of Izzy, a young adventurer who sets out to explore the dangerous shadowlands of Batu. Oh, I can't say the author. It's, it's the young adult book. Which one was it? It's not the. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the adult one? It was the young adult one. Remember, it had this. It had the a pretty good romance actually. In mm-hmm. oh, I, well, I know what it was. I know what it was. Go west. I'll hold it. Corey, can you do it? It was. Uh, yeah. Corey, that the no, cave scene. Yeah, the cave scene. No, no, not the cave scene. That's Lost Stars. The waterfall scene. It was All a right, waterfall. waterfall. Water <laughs> waterfall. <laughs> Right, they, waterfall. They, they make out in a waterfall, and it's like kind of hot. <laughs> I can't remember what the kind of hot. Kind of into it. It's, it's kind of hot, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it was uh, shit. What is that book? It's Journey to Batu. It was uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. What is it, Wes? It's a Crash of Fate. Crash of Fate. Shit, that's it. Yeah. By it sure who is it? Is, is that? Justina Ireland? Zoraida Cordova. Zoraida Cordova, that's right. Zoraida yeah. Cordova. This yep. one was a sleeper. We we thought this book was we like we were like, okay, it's gonna be a journey to Batu. It's gonna be like kind of some gimmicky marketing stuff, and it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. Good. it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was a good book. It was the standout also, of the two yeah. Galaxy's Edge. It books. was. Oh, yeah. for sure. I like that one book. more than Black Spire. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> one cool thing about this mm-hmm. is that the cover was also printed on the book itself. So That's you take right. off the dust jacket so you need- and actually everyone do this. Everyone do this, please. <laughs> yeah. It's just cool. Yeah, it it's is. It's just cool. That's good. That's good. In case you, in case you take the dust jacket off, you're like, which book does this go to? You can find the one that needs. I couldn't possibly know. (laughs) Yeah, I have to take my dust jackets off sometimes when I read. Like when I'm reading Stormlight right now, I I bought these amazingly cool dust jackets and I like them. But if I'm taking my book places, I just have this. They get destroyed. Yellow book. Don't you dare. What's what's what exactly is the point of a dust jacket? It's supposed to prevent the book from getting damaged, but like the just the dust jacket gets destroyed, but the hard cover doesn't get destroyed. So yeah, I don't know. Any damage that would that would just that would just damage the hard cover is also going to destroy the dust jacket. But the dust jacket doesn't prevent the damage that the hard cover is going to get. It's an yeah. It's an it's an external book cover. It's what it is. Because you use okay. the pages as a book cover, <laughs> as a bookmark. Here's the direct definition from from Wikipedia. The oh, dust no. jacket protects, protects the book covers from damage. However, since it itself is relatively fragile, and since dust jackets have practical, aesthetic, and sometimes financial value, the jacket may in turn be wrapped in... Another jacket, usually transparent, <laughs> <laughs> so it's completely useless. Why have we? I don't. This is never came. We've been doing a podcast about books for like 
four years or some shit. Why have we never talked about how stupid dust jackets are? Put a jacket in a jacket. Did you ever have to wrap your textbooks? Yes. At school, I had to, oh, I had yeah. to buy them though. I, I didn't do the. Did you? You did the cutout. Dude, the that, was, that, was a, that was that was that was that was a symbol if you were if you had money or not. Is when if you had like the paper, <laughs> you had not the paper, but the uh, like the you know the fancy book covers, you know, like the, the, the fabric ones? ones that were yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, fabric. Yeah, no, I had fabric. You know what I'm ones. talking about. We did uh, paper grocery bags. Was the yep. that was the. Um, that was like the status symbol. That was the higher. Like, if you knew how to cut out a book like your textbook cover from a paper grocery bag, then you were like on it. You knew, but yep. you knew how to do it. You were the guy. Did you draw those? Did you draw those, those Superman S's on the covers too? Did you, oh, you, <laughs> what, you mean the Michigan State S's? S's? <laughs> That's what I call them. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I thought that yeah. for so long that was regional because of Michigan State. It looked like the S. <laughs> Until I probably got to college at Michigan State and met other people from around the country, and they all did it, I was like, oh, did you know you were going to go to Michigan State? They're like, no, it's just the S we all draw. And I was like, oh, it blew my mind. This, this S? Yeah. <laughs> God almighty. We are all showing our age here, like, for real. Oh, if, we have, if we have any Gen Z listening to this, they're going to be like, what the hell are you yeah. talking about? Draw, this it's should like, be on like the U.S. Age. citizenship exam. Wes, I'll what? It, draw what? this S. <laughs> Wes, what did you Google to find this image? <laughs> okay. Did you Google the cool S? Six-line S. Okay. What? Oh, my God. Six-line okay, S. Okay, wait, wait. Hold on. Keep that up, Wes. I did it. All right. See how under that there's the ones with the horizontal lines instead of the angles? I did the horizontal ones. Did you guys do the angled or the horizontal Angles, ones? bro. For sure angles. I did horizontal. What the, what the hell is wrong with you? Horizontal. You didn't do it right. It's the, <laughs> the one from the 90s is the angles, bro. I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> This teaches you how to do it. Oh, my Look. God. Look at it. Look at it. I bet we can make a three-and-a-half-minute right. YouTube video about teaching someone how to do it. We can stretch that. Like, in this video, we're going to teach you how to make the cool six. All right, that's enough. We're doing Star Wars trivia, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, hypothetically. All right, that was me. It's Wes. Yeah, we'll you're more on here. Pick a question, uh, Wes. Wes, pick, pick another one. All right. If you I'm can get us on to another cool tangent about a 90s <laughs> textbook thing, you win. Okay. Here's one. <clears throat> uh, I can't tell you. Okay, yeah, I can't tell you the uh, the the author, but I'll I'll just. Okay. All right, here we go. What is the title of the Star Wars canon novel that chronicles the experiences of the sixty first Mobile Infantry, a Rebel Alliance unit fighting in the Galactic Civil War? Right, that has to be the Battlefront book, right? Yeah. Uh, 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 Twilight, Twilight Company by Alexander yeah, Freed. Yeah, Correct. Be. Is yes. that it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. How did you know? How did you know it was the Battlefront book? Sixty first is is in the in the video. It's very game? military sounding. Alexander Freed yeah. is the only military like sounding <laughs> author, and he's only written like three books. So okay. <laughs> four books. And I was like, Is it Thrawn treason? Three of those, three of those are Alphabet Squadron books. The only one left is the Battlefront book, which another hot take I greatly disliked. Well, <laughs> so. if we go back to our tier list, we'll, we'll see that. That's true. That it's, pretty, also it's pretty low on the list too. I think pretty far down. The writing style that, that, is weird. It just jumps around a lot. 
yeah, a lot of people love very... this. a lot of people love this book actually. It's this is another mm. one of these sort of cult classic books. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is second to last here in our tier ranking. This is one of those kind of cult classic books that if you Google like best books to read first and like you end up on Reddit, is this this gets recommended Ugh. as a first book a lot. Does and I'm it just really? like God. dude, no. No. <laughs> I can't say because I've never read it. I'm not going to say that it's, it's not good if I because I haven't read it's it. It's not a bad book. It's just it's very technical and gritty and yeah. doesn't follow the same characters for okay. very long. And it jumps around yeah. a lot. And it's it's just like, I don't know, it's kind of tough. It's definitely a precursor to Alphabet Squadron. I feel like you can see after reading Alphabet Squadron, I'm like, oh, that's what you were going for. In Twilight yeah. Company, like, I should, he we should have the emotions. In I it. should go back and read that book maybe now because it is heralded as being a little better than we have all felt about it in on this show. So I don't know. Yeah, and we've read a lot of books since then that you know have, have not been our cup of tea. So maybe it's like, oh, now that I'm older, I can appreciate what this is going for. So, <laughs> well, yeah, so. and we've read we've read a trilogy of Alexander Freed too. So now we kind of yeah his writing. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's I mean, literally, that's how I felt about Sanderson when I read The Way of Kings for the first time. I I couldn't make it through the first chapter. I'm like, I don't get this. But now, having read the entire Mistborn trilogy, I'm like, oh, I got it. So hmm. maybe it's just a matter of voice. That all could be something. Okay. All right, let's do a couple more. Let's do two more. Uh, Corey Lewin, and I'll do the last one, and then we will. All right. Not looking. Not looking. Not looking. Got to pick one. Oh, my God. Got to pick one. I was so uh, worried. I was like, will we have enough? And then I forgot that we're just a bunch of idiots that, that talk about textbook wrapping and grocery bags on a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> All right. Here we go. In Catalyst, a Rogue One novel by James Luceno, what is the scientific term for the unique crystals found on the planet Lamu? that play a pivotal role in the construction of the Death Star super laser. Colon crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Scientific term in catalyst. Is it a big, like, is it a detailed part know. in catalyst that you don't know about? Or it's just like, it's something you absolutely would know if you read catalyst. It's either, it's either really it. easy or it's really freaking hard, but there's no between. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The strongest um, stars have hearts of Kaiba. Kaiba! Kaiba! We, we were talking oh, that's about what it was? Is Kyber Christmas. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's either super easy. Scientific term is a bit strong, I think. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Do Kyber I agree. Crystals have a scientific name? Science, like like a I don't think so. Geological name? There are I don't think there are scientific names in Star Wars. Caribitious Saluditious. Yeah, right. There's not yeah, there's not like Latin, I guess, yeah. right? So I know. That yeah, exactly. Been, uh, yeah, no, it's like just Latin Kyber. And, uh, yeah, no, okay. So. Yeah. If there was, uh Lucena would have created it and then put it, put that's, it in the book for That's 100%. actually probably true, to be honest. So You know? Yeah. He would have yeah. been like Oh yeah, the university. Oh, you think Kyber Crystals? Well, actually, did you mean Carabarius <laughs> Pajarmadur? It's like, <laughs> from Pajal? Yeah. From Pajal. Yeah. Oh, all right. Last, Last one. one. Okay, let's get... Gotta pick a good let's one. Get interesting. All right, we already did... I'm trying to get, like, a book we haven't talked about yet, too, um, if we can. Um, oh, okay. Uh, nope, nope, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, here we go. In Phasma by Delilah S. Dawson. Captain Phasma hails from which harsh, isolated planet within Dude, the galaxy? I don't remember Another this. planet question. I don't remember this. It's, it's a desert, just like Jakku and all the other freaking desert planets, yeah. except... It's unique in that it's a desert planet. It's a desert planet, <laughs> but there is an ocean, which makes 
like it makes sense, I guess. But it's like yeah, a Aaron no. No, Iram. Nope. No, Arano. No, Iram. West got one, broken. One is the desert, one is the ocean, West. Which one is the what? desert? <laughs> you tell me, Corey. You don't let us know. <laughs> the good news is probably only one of them will be in phase three, and it's the water one. Because that's what where it crashed. What does it start with? What's the letter does it start with? Is it a P also? It's a, it's all, you're going to love this. It's also a P. Yeah, it's a P. Uh, it's like... Uh, uh, three uh, syllables. Pray-lish okay. or pray-tech or something. Uh, I like to think this is how the High Republic Zoom calls go when they're trying to figure out a new name for a planet. Perlod. Per, per, I don't know. Dancer. Pole dancer. Perlod. dancer. I don't yeah. know. How'd you get it? I don't know. All right. Uh, Stephanie um, coming in at the 11 hour. Get it before the pan, chat syncs up. Pantuane. Pantuane. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's basically Pantooine. Yeah. Parnassus is Parnassus. Parnassus. Oh, yeah. That's what I was. That's what I was gonna say. Next. It rhymes with molasses. <laughs> Captain Phasma, are you from Parnassus? Parnassus. Yeah, Phasma. Listen, there as soon as I could. Phasma <laughs> is also a sleeper book, and that planet was really, really good. It kind of seems like yeah. uh, the closest mm-hmm. planet in uh, like that can uh, I'm reminded of is the planet where they process the uh, the, the fuel uh, in Solo is what it's a lot like. It's a lot like that planet. What was that planet? Oh, what is that planet? What? Of course, we know um, that planet. It's uh, it's for, in the video game. I've been I played it a million uh, times. Castle. No. Kessel, yeah. No, 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 it's not Kessel. Yeah, it's Kessel. No, Wait, no, no. That's where, that's where they what take Kessel's where they take this shit from. That's where they right. go to process it with all the people with the with people that cut their tongues yeah. out. Oh, right, 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 right. The right, old right, lady yeah. she oh, yeah. draws the thing on the thing with her finger. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, uh, uh, well, what we do? Savarine. That's right, Savarine. That's Savarine. what it is. It's Savarine. The the Parnassus yeah, no. is a lot like Savarine. Like it's like yeah. the, the people are, are they're all poor and tribe kind of tribal, but there's a big ocean. Like it's it's like Savarine. It's that's yeah. exactly no, like Savarine. Every time I think about that Fast now, I just think about Dryden Voss being like See you on Savarine. I like this. This has been exactly. fun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, this God, has been full of rocks. But by the way, I'll kill um, you. So, fun fact. <laughs> Fail me uh, again. I'll have to kill I'll you. God. I'm so, I want 18 more Dryden Boss movies. Uh, so, fun fact. According to the Wook, uh, when asked about the description Beyond of Parnassus, Delilah Dawson described it as Earth after a nuclear disaster, where the rain is poison, the food animals are dead, and the land is barren and rocky with an angry ocean like Mad Max Fury Road. God damn. So that, was her <laughs> that, is quite okay. a, okay. that is quite a description. That is really Hell fitting. Yeah. Phasma is also a sleeper book. That The book is fantastic. Yep. That's like, yep. it's it's very, very high. Go back and check that out. Yeah, we yeah, have an A tier, a top of A tier. It's also yeah. a, it's also a big boy, mm-hmm. too. You feel you feel, uh, you feel feel accomplished after you've read it. Yeah. A it's, sense it's, of pride and accomplishment a la Battlefront 2. <laughs> that is correct, because it's thick. It's a thick boy. <laughs> thick. Damn, thick. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Oh man. So I guess moral of the story is we kind of know some stuff. And we've forgotten a lot more than we ever knew. 
And I think that's, I need a, that's true. I need a lot of help, but you know, I've, I've read it. We put our heads together. <laughs> yeah, this is all. It's in there. A lot somewhere. of this. Is, a lot of this is fairly obscure stuff. So, this is yeah. good. This was good. And it's good to remember, like these books too. Like <clears throat> I think going forward, you know, we're, we're we are going to talk about this. I'm going to tease a little more in about two weeks about kind of the current state of Star Wars books and how we're feeling about stuff. I think it's always good to know that there are awesome books that we've read in the past and we we've each watched each star wars film 18 quadrillion times and we don't really go back and just read our favorite books every once in a while to help reinvigorate some of that passion so maybe this will be something really fun you know it's just such a big commitment to reread books i mean it's such a big commitment when like when there's just so much media to consume it's like but i also think about other things that are huge commitments like it's not that big of a deal to put on a star wars movie but like i've not watched any of the show seasons more than once like nope like i've i've watched probably the first episode of every tv show like four or five times because i sit down i'm like you know i'm gonna rewatch kenobi i'll watch the first episode that's that's literally as far as i get and then i stop (laughs) exactly so i've seen the first episode of all the shows probably four or five times but like yeah it's hard to commit to a whole show just like it's hard to commit to a whole giant novel yeah. How difficult are the questions compared, like we did tonight, compared mm-hmm. to like the trivia that um, that Laura and Alice and Force, uh, Force Toast like get into when they actually do those it's, I think trivia? This was fairly comparable, yeah. except they're more movie trivia. It's more movie based yeah. trivia. Like they don't really it, do a lot of book stuff. But it is obs- okay. it is a, it is obscure shit from the movies. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. When I went out there a couple times, I like had to like. Not trained, but I definitely went on all the quizzes and like practice and practice, and then you you eventually see the same questions pop up. But it gets pretty uh, wild. Nothing's okay. worse than Dragon Con, though. Dra- I mean, every year when that quiz goes out to the public, we all do it in Slack. And God, if you get ten right, it's like a miracle. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was really really hard. Somebody got really really close on our team. I mean, Trevor got like I think it was <laughs> like like every question, but like two correct or something like that. It was really impressive. Is it, it an open book test? Or can you? No, I mean, I mean it's, it's on like, the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but it's like. Then how do you get it wrong? What? Oh, because I mean, yeah, you, no, you, no, if you, you actually that, do it, no. If you want to okay. see how you would how you would shape up in this trivia okay. competition, yeah. you're like, okay. okay, I'm an idiot, actually. So, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard, but but Some, we'll we'll do more of these as time goes on. It's fun to kind of look back, and I hope, if nothing else, I hope that we gave y'all one a tips on how to draw the cool S. If you don't know. <laughs> um, but also, uh, remind you of some of these books. I know, like, Stephanie and some folks saying in the chat, like, haven't read Bloodline, haven't read Crash of Fate, Master and Apprentice. Like, if you got some time between releases, like, these books are fantastic. And just because we haven't talked about them in a couple of years, like, go check them out. There's some great <clears throat> stories out there back when, like, we didn't have, like, the shows. We didn't have all these other things that were going on. So, um, <laughs> you know, go Listen, check you- them out. They did some crazy stuff. And you know, fellas, speaking of trivia, we may or may not have a weekend coming up in the next month where we <gasps> may or may not be all getting together again. And oh God, we got to get Tim to bring the. Uh, oh. We get Tim to bring the. What was it? What yeah. game, Trivial Pursuit? Is that what it was? Was that what it was? Yeah. It was Wait, Trivial wait, Pursuit, wait. Star Wars edition. I don't want to play that game because I don't know the answers to that stuff either, dude. That- <laughs> No, you, 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 you did fine in that. I, don't think you I were got in, it. Uh, you, you, I oh, got you it. Own it. <laughs> I do. Tim brought it, but I own it. It was in my game closet. Oh, oh, there, there we go. go. Nice, so nice. I'll bring it. Yes, make sure you do that. Okay. Okay. God, okay. I just ruined my closet. I thought you were about to say we everywhere. need to go find a go find a bar or a pub that's holding a Star Wars trivia night. Like that would be 
almost impossible. We're going to be out in the middle of nowhere and uh, being a Star Wars trivia night that same yeah. weekend. <laughs> we are the bar we'll just, pub that will be having yeah, trivia. We're just going to buy beer. We'll just do ourselves. We can't. We can't participate. We've already established that Utini. Utini team members are not allowed to participate in Star Wars <laughs> trivia when they go because. There's always some bullshit about like the the guy doing the trivia gets something kind of wrong, and you have to be that guy that goes up and it's like, actually, what you're trying to it say is so incorrect. Awkward. It's you can't be that person. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like everybody has to be equally bad at trivia for it to be fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that, and there's a, a trivia I went level. to, and it was me when I went with Laura from Analysis from Forest Toast, and there was a whole uh, table, coincidentally, of five hundred first guys uh, that were also in the bar. And this guy said something. He's like, who said this? And everyone's like, Yoda. And he's like, nope, it was Obi-Wan. And the whole bar was like, it was not. <laughs> and like, we all went over him. And, and this guy was like, yo, you nerds. I'm just here on Thursdays. Leave me alone. The card <laughs> says this. <laughs> Leave me alone, nerds. Oh, that's funny. Brilliant. Um, it, it's, 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 the, it's the worst where they, when they won't. They won't change it either. They're like, well, yeah, you know, this, this is what this, this is what my card it. says. So this is what we're gonna go with. So these yeah. people get a point, and these nerds don't. It's just like, I'm gonna kill everybody in this room right now <laughs> <laughs> with my lightsaber that I brought from home. I've yeah. never been good at anything yes. in my life, and this is what I'm good at. <laughs> I need validation they and a six dollar beer. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Next week, we're going to add some more trivia into our brains when we talk about Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade by Delilah S. Dawson. So your reminder, uh, have that read next week. We're going to have full spoilers, a full conversation. It's going to be in the vein of our last couple uh, roundtable discussions. Less kind of formatted, more so just four buddies getting together talking about a book we read. So come on next Monday night. Uh, tune in, or if you're listening or watching us later, whenever you consume this podcast, feel free and as a reminder to earlier in the show for our Spotify listeners, make sure if you got that Patreon feed, get it all on Spotify this week. It's just so much easier and it's so convenient. But we're going to see you next week for that. And Wessel and I will tell you how we do in our fantasy drafts. I hope. Absolutely. It's not terrible. I'm, I'm so afraid. Uh, but <laughs> on that note, that is going to do it, my friends, for this week's episode of The Living Forest. If you support us at Patreon, thank you so much. A special thank you goes out to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sander, Zach W., Michael Fry, and Raymond Bizensky on our Jedi High Council, and James T., Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter at Eric Eilerson, at Corey M. Helton, at Boss West, and at Living Force Pod. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey and Wes for potting me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out and having some laughs. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.